welcome to Comic Club, your friendly neighborhood comic book podcast. This is the show where we read a comic and graphic novel and chat about it every month. This is our shorter first impressions episode. I'm your host, Blaine McGaffigan, and I'm joined, as always, by Adam Adman Cook. Hey, Blaine. Great to be here. How you doing, buddy? What's going on with you? Great. You know, just trying to survive in this this uncertain future that we live in. Much like Joe from Far Sector is. That's right. We are reading Green Lantern, Far Sector, and this is the first impressions where there's no spoilers. We're just going to kind of chat about it early on. We're going to go over the bare bones, who this comic is for, and judging a book by its cover. This month, again, the authors are N.K. Jemison and Jamal Campbell. Far Sector, Adam, give us the bare bones. All right, so the bare bones of Far Sector is that it's about a newly chosen Green Lantern named Joe who has to solve a violent murder case on a planet that she's protecting, which had previously maintained peace for 500 years before this murder. Blaine, why did we choose Far Sector this month? We chose Far Sector for two reasons. One, because it's February, and that means it's Black History Month. Over at Comic Club, we love supporting creators and characters of diverse backgrounds. And um, Joe, the lead the lead character in this, is black, and she's written by a black uh, writer and a black artist. And we want, you know, it's nice to have some diverse talent. You know, get a different take on our regular superheroes. And then two. This is a book I've just straight up always wanted to read. Um, I have seen this on the shelves a bunch. And the art in this book is so incredible. Jamal Campbell, I have read one other thing by him, and it's Naomi. For, for all you CW heads out there, there's a new CW Naomi show. It's, I th- believe, show run by Ava DeVernay. But... Uh, it was written by my, Brian Michael Bendis, illustrated by Jamal Campbell, and I just love this art. And um, I'm only like one issue into this. This is a 12-issue series, and it is like dense sci-fi, Adam. Like, uh, what are your first impressions over there? That's exactly how I feel. I don't have um, a huge background with the Green Lantern, but this one just feels like it's a real thick sci-fi story they hit you right away with some, you know, some exposition that's trying to lay the framework for where where this world is and kind of the inner workings. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of reminded me a little bit of the beginning, um, not unlike the beginning of Dune, where they're just throwing names, yes. races, cultures, governmental yes. you know, relationships at yes. you. And it's kind of a lot to process. I'm similar to you. I'm one... Uh, issue deep in the run right now and I did find myself a couple times going back rereading making sure I understood um, what was happening and who was who and what the relationship was and I think it's a really cool start to it it seems like they have some real um, interesting ideas in terms of you know the world that they're creating and then there's also some fun with it because like one of the I liked how one of the races was called the the at ats yeah it's like like, amp, like the at symbol the at, yeah yeah, and so they, they seem to be. Fun with it. They seem to be like a computer race or like an AI race because they kind of talk in almost like 
uh, computer lingo shorthand. You know, they're using yeah. at symbols. And I, I did like that. That seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah, that does seem like a really fun and kind of like very modern um, storytelling device. Yeah, I mean, again, we talked about sort of, I don't know if dense is the right word, but it's it's like deep sci-fi. I think a lot in big two comics, whether it's Guardians of the Galaxy or, you know, DC has a lot of space opera stuff as well. It kind of just kind of glosses over. Here's a planet full of this um, race of aliens. Here's this. But this is really, like you said, exploring political machinations. Here's a council, uh, a council of of they're called the triad or the three or whatever it is, yeah. and this race is, and they've it, it, it like really starts to get into like some deep, deep lore. And I love that you brought up Dune because it, it throws you straight into the deep end. It, it it starts with a murder, and this, like Adam said at the top, is like a murder mystery. And I think that's something awesome about the Green Lanterns that kind of gets washed over a lot is the Green Lanterns are cops. They're space cops. And I think a lot of time they just turn into superheroes, right? Because Hal Jordan or or whoever has the ring, and he's just, you know, punching people with, you know, ter- using his willpower to turn it into a big, like, left hook or a train or, so- you know, something goofy. Right. But here, it's really her being called in, and she's here to ex- to explore and be a detective. And, and that's something I thought was a really kind of nice back to basics of the Green Lanterns, where it's like, oh, this is your purpose. And... Again, this is a whole new character that we've never seen before. It's called Far Sector because she's like on the outer, outer, the way they kind of explain it, she's like further than the furthest Green Lantern ever is. So she's like in a territory completely of her own. I think she, they said she's human too. And um, and I, I think there'll be some mysteries too because her ring is kind of showing some weird stuff. So we'll see. We'll explore it together as the comic club. I'm excited. Me too. Uh, I think that it's a really good framework for so many stories. I was just kind of thinking about that earlier, how you get so many kind of murder mysteries. It seems like a very common theme um, in the books that we read, especially. But that's just because they make for such good stories. The stakes are high. You're dealing with people's lives. And it just is a time-tested formula that makes sense why people go back to it. And I love how you said people get away from what the Green Lanterns actually are. They're space cops. So it it makes so much sense to, at some point you gotta, these characters, you have a lot of fun with them, comics go on forever and you have to get creative. But in the cycle, you get to a point where you have to kind of reset and get back to basics and say, okay, let's tell a story about what they originally do and how we make that interesting. Absolutely. And it's also one that... You don't have to have a ton of Green Lantern background knowledge. Let me ask you this, Adam. What is your background on Green Lanterns in general? Man, it's so very minimal. I, I, you know, have a loose knowledge of Hal Jordan's Green Lantern and, you know, some of the powers. But I don't know if I, I don't think I've ever read just a Green Lantern arc before. Anything that I have read with the Green Lantern in it, he's always been a pretty minor character and just someone that it seems like um i should have read something at this point because he's a pretty big what i would say one of the you know kind of one of the bigger uh superheroes out there but i i haven't really done much with green lantern what about you have you gone down the hal jordan road i have gone the green lanterns there's a bunch of them there's a there's a lot of them and i have gone so deep into green lantern world and kind of 
you know, I, I explained on our Zero episode whenever I moved to Austin and I got so deep into Batman for like a year. And then I was like, okay, where do I go next? Where do I go next? And I was going to the comic shop and this big mega arc was going on. So Jeff Johns, who's, you know, classic DC Comics writer, he had his Green Lantern run. And I mean, it was so long and it's where he expanded the mythos to introduce yellow lanterns, red lanterns, blue lanterns. And he he introduced the color spectrum of lanterns. That was something that he introduced. He also brought back Hal Jordan. So Hal Jordan, you know, eventually, basically in the eighties, maybe we'll explore this a little bit next time. Maybe I'll do some, a light Green Lantern history, but essentially Hal Jordan went away, I think in the eighties or nineties. And then you had John Stewart, who was, who was Green Lantern for a very long time. You have Kyle Rayner all through the nineties, who was kind of like an artist and art, uh, he was an artist. So he had really cool projections. John Stewart was an architect. So his were all very like geometric projections. And that's what I love the way they explore kind of their background because their, their Green Lantern power manifests, uh, their mental state and how they kind of like view the world. But anyway, I've gone deep. We might explore it a little bit, but like I said, this is a part of kind of like this offshoot actually orchestrated by Gerard Way. So Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance, he started a little publishing line over at DC Comics. They did Doom Patrol, and then this is one, and it was kind of for those like out of continuity, you don't have to know a lot, you kind of jump in here and you get a limited run. And I think that's what makes this special is just kind of having that 12-issue graphic novel, and I'm stoked to dive into it. Yeah, I noticed that Gerard Way actually wrote the intro um, to for this in the collected edition. I thought that was interesting. So that makes sense that it is in his imprint. His imprint, that's right. All right, let's move it over to judging. Actually, no, who this comic is for. This is where we break down who we think is the perfect audience for this month's book. If you find yourself in these categories, you have to pick it up. If not, join the comic club anyway and read it with us. Adam, start us off. Who is this comic for? This comic is for world-building authors. Sherlockians. People that listen to Janelle Monet. Fashionistas, because I'm loving Joe's costume. Anyone that doesn't know where to start with Green Lantern. And sci-fi nerds in general. That's who this comic is for. Let's move it over to the art this is judging a book by its cover where we like to imagine ourselves walking through the comic shop and happen upon the book sitting on the shelf. What do we think about the cover? What does it say about what's inside? How cool is the logo and everything else? Adam, let's judge this book by its cover. This cover's pretty striking. I think this one would definitely be a pull off the shelfer. Um, you've got kind of a little space collage going on, but essentially it's a huge picture of Joe kind of set amongst some space backgrounds, some sort of asteroid field or something like that, you know, kind of classic cosmos. And it's really using a lot of just greens and then kind of some purples um, to sort of highlight the space. She's kind of portrayed in this almost, I don't know, silhouette manner where you can see parts of her outline. Her face is really distinct. Um, as is her awesome haircut, which is what reminded me of Janelle Monet, uh, and her incredible glasses, sunglasses, green glasses. I don't know, but are those made by her ring? Is that a, are those projected glasses? Cause they yes. look pretty cool. 
Yeah, they are. And and I believe that Green Lanterns kind of project their costume whenever they kind of put the ring on. Sometimes they yeah. manifest their costume. Kyle Rayner has a really crazy, funky mask that goes on his head. Hal Jordan's is kind of like your classic kind of just like like bandit mask from the 50s. But these right. sick glasses, man, I love those. They're awesome. And I also love how she's holding how her fist is positioned. She's got kind of a closed fist. I feel like I'm always seeing the Green Lanterns doing kind of a classic like 80s He-Man pose yes. with the hand over their head with the fist pointing to the sky. But hers is this curled kind of like dukes up, almost dukes like she's up. like punching or like the fist of Thanos kind of thing. That's right. Like she's wielding this power and showing you the ring off right in front of her. Really cool. Really like this cover. And um, yeah, I'm pulling it off the shelf. I love it. Something else to call out is it's kind of weird the way her art is uh, portrayed. Like you said, it's almost like silhouette, almost like she is projected projected on top of like this weird cosmos uh, asteroid belt thing. But something they do in Green Lanterns that I always love is sometimes their the lantern symbol on their chest will kind of like glow and kind of like um, come out a little bit. And it's again, the ring, the ring projecting something. But I can't get over those glasses because they're like, you have to call them glasses because it's not a mask because they're like see-through. They're like green, transparent texture. There's no like frames on them, but it it's yeah. got to create like a really kind of complicated art and coloring thing for the the artists themselves because you have to like draw it almost without any black lines. So maybe it's just coloring. Like it, it's again, and this is why like Jamal Campbell's so awesome because it's like this digital painting stuff one last thing to call out her something's up with her green lantern ring i kind of mentioned it before it's that's not like a normal looking green lantern ring and i'm kind of excited to see like what the deal is with that i hope my prediction again i haven't read this i don't know anything is that there's going to be some sort of mystery or maybe she has like a stolen ring or there's going to be something up with that ring. And this is, um, it, it's just not looking normal and I'm loving it. So there's a little bit of mystery wrapped in that from this host's head. Not sure how accurate I am or not. No, I think you're on to something there because that's why, I mean, that's why it's such an interesting pose. They're, they're, you, you're meant to look at that. They want you to say, you know, subconsciously, this ring is important. Yes. And and the other thing, just an, another bit of Green Lantern lore is each sector in the galaxy has is supposed to have one lantern. So typically, Earth's sector has only one person at one time, but I believe that she is human. So she has been chosen and, and flung out to a far sector somewhere. So there's something up with that too. We, we don't know the issues. They like like we said they just they kind of throw you right in there and that's also why I said anyone who's looking for a place to start Green Lantern just start here it doesn't matter where you start just start in a story and then if you like it you can go and read all the history and you know you can DM Blaine and he'll tell you where to start that's right and it's on Hoopla our favorite comic app it's free with your library card go out there and get your library card connected to Hoopla and that's going to wrap it up for our first impressions episode if you enjoyed it go tell a friend leave a review on your podcast app of choice go pick up the book and in two weeks we'll be coming back at you with a full in-depth spoiler-filled episode going into the nitty-gritty of green lantern 
bar sector. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Comic Club. Adam? Comic Club out. Comic Club is brought to you from Upper Esh Media. This episode was edited by Adam J. Cook. Our intro and outro music is by Tiger Cup. Katie Livingston at Living Kate designed our logo. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend, follow us on social at Comic Club Podcast, and join our Facebook group to continue the conversation online. Remember, everyone, read more comics. Comic Club.